Welcome to episode one of the Movo podcast, a podcast for mums who are juggling life and running a business with the epic task of raising children. In today's first episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking to you through my business journey, my business and how I started Mubo, and a little bit more about what this podcast is going to be about. But before I dive, dive, before I dive into that, I just want to give you a little warning. I'm currently walking around a field in South Wales. The audio may not be perfect, much like me, and my language can also not be perfect at all times. So if I slip up and I say a swear word, I'm sorry in advance, but I'm giving you this warning at the beginning so you can pop some earphones in if you have small children in your vicinity. Let's jump in to the episode. So in today's first episode of the Mubo podcast, I am going to give you a bit more of an introduction to me, Kerry, and what I do and the road that has got us and got me here to the point where I am doing a podcast named after my business, talking to other mums about starting and growing a business. And I suppose to get back to the start of it, I have to rewind quite a few years, but the most significant years have been in the years since I have become a mum to my beautiful, sometimes slightly rowdy son, Fred. So I've actually worked in business development for quite a long time before I had my son. And I found I was pregnant in 2014. And like, maybe like you, maybe you'll know or have had friends that have experienced this as well. But when I found out I was pregnant, I really started to worry, I suppose, about how I was going to manage to work after I had had my baby because my partner had his own business he had a you know six day a week type of job and I was the one who was more flexible I would say to be the stay at home parent and I wanted to be I wanted to be at home with Fred as well but I hadn't really thought about the impact that that was going to have on my career after I became a mother. I live in rural South Wales. I had spent a kind of large portion of my working career working in some bigger cities. So the jobs that are available local to me weren't really paying the salary that I was used to, just to be quite clear and upfront. And also, Throwing in the cost of childcare meant having no family, you know, living close to me, meant that actually I was looking at jobs thinking, can I afford to go back to work? Like it was going to be a really big deal. So, so James and I decided to start a business together. He had like 25 years of catering experience and I basically knew how to start a business so I thought how hard is it going to be this is going to be fantastic I've worked in business development for years I've got this um (laughs) that's not really how it went um so we dived in to that experience and decided we were going to start this business and we had everything covered what I wasn't really kind of banking on was how much confidence I'd have lost in that particular time in my life. So I've realised now with hindsight that coming out of my career 
um, leaving a lot of my work friendships and work family, quote unquote, as people call them, um, behind really affected my confidence. And actually, with hindsight, you can also see that as a workaholic, a lot of my self-esteem, my self-worth came from my job, my career, what I was doing, what I was good at. And when I didn't have that anymore, and I was a mum to a small baby that never slept, and I was a startup business owner, I suddenly felt really, really not confident. I felt like I needed my hand held to make a lot of decisions. And actually, what I really wanted was just someone to tell me that starting a business when I had a child to look after was the right thing to do because it felt really risky. I was suddenly thinking like, is now the right time? I've got bills to pay. I've got a child to feed. Like, am I ridiculous thinking that I can do this? And none of my qualifications, none of my experience, none of James's experience, none of it really mattered because I couldn't quiet that voice that I had in my head down. So it didn't matter how much I wanted to give it a go my own mindset around my business, my confidence around what I could do was a massive, massive boulder that just landed in my path for both me and for the business. So I did what you maybe have done and went and tried to get some support to start and grow my business. And I did the usual routes, right? So I went to my local council, my local authority and some large business support organizations that help startups and I remember (laughs) I remember having a a meeting at a very like businessy hotel near where I live and I remember going through all my trousers and seeing which ones would fit me (laughs) seeing if I had any that had elasticated waists because none of my clothes would go anywhere near me Um, and it was like one of my first proper outings definitely for the business but um, since I'd had the baby, actually. And so I <laughs> I trekked off to this corporate hotel and I met this guy in the cafe and I remember the look of horror on his face when he clocked that I wasn't carrying some like weird bag contraption and that I actually had a baby strapped to the front of my body. <laughs> He asked me in that meeting if my husband was going to be coming to future meetings with me, a big mistake, and if the baby was going to be coming to all the meetings as well. And now, you know, nearly 40 year old me with a much older child and much more confidence would absolutely bat that back to him and be like, absolutely does not matter if my child is at a business meeting with me. But at the time, I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, like I'm never ever going to be able to make it. I just turned up to a business meeting with the baby strapped to me and the baby cried all the way through the meeting. And who's going to take me seriously? And just loads and loads of chatter like that was going on in my head. I just walked up a really big hill. I'm really sorry if you can hear this. I probably should edit it out, but let's be honest, I'm going to leave it in. Anyhow, I had that meeting and it didn't deter me but I had to have a lot of conversations with myself about you know pushing my business forward from that point because I tried to get support from quite a lot of places and I couldn't quite I could never get it and instead of thinking that something was wrong with the support system I thought that something was wrong with me and that 
you know, that might resonate with you. I know a lot of women who think like this. You know, if they if something goes wrong or they can't access something or, you know, something doesn't work, we blame ourselves. We don't look at the wider situation. And now, you know, six years down the line, I can absolutely say it wasn't me. But at the time, I felt prob- I spent most of a year saying to myself, well, maybe I couldn't get support to start my business because my idea wasn't good enough. Maybe I couldn't access support because I'm not good enough. It's not a good enough idea. My website is terrible. Like no one's ever going to buy from me. Blah, 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 blah. Keep going, keep going. And it just spiraled. Now, the business was a great business, is a great business. It's still trading. Yay. Even after, even after COVID. Um, but I really felt disheartened that I used to see these support organisations advertising everywhere, talked about by everyone, recommended. And I'd look at them and think, but they couldn't help me. So where do people like me go to get help? So maybe 18 months after starting the business, we were looking for growth support. We were looking to take on office premises, take on additional staff. And I got in touch with some organisations again about helping us navigate that because we'd never done that kind of work before. We didn't know you know, the impact on the business, small business. So <laughs> I contacted organisations and again set up meetings at fancy hotels and again she turned up with her child and again met a man in a suit who didn't really seem to understand me. And I remember sitting down with a guy who had printed off my website, actually printed off my website, which is quite difficult, um, quite a difficult feat. And he had highlighted in red all the words that he felt made me very confident. That's what he said to me. He said, you're very confident and bold with some of your statements that you've put on your website. What makes you that confident? And I knew in that moment that I wasn't going to get the growth support that I needed for my business. And again, I came away from that meeting disheartened. And I came away from that meeting thinking, you know, What is wrong with me that I can't make this work? Because other people seem to be getting support for their businesses, right? They're managing to grow their businesses and they're saying that these organisations help them. But yet I'm here trying to get help and everything seems to be wrong. Like nobody seems to be able to help me. And as my business grew, I was often asked to talk at like events, always like mums in business events or startup events. And I was very much hailed as a mum who had a young child who'd managed to make business work. And I was always asked the same questions by mums. And one of the biggest ones was, where did you get help and support to help you start your business? And I would have to send them to the same places where I had gone or tried to go to get help and support for my business, except it hadn't worked for me. And occasionally, some of those women would circle back to me and say, you know, thanks very much for that recommendation. But, you know, I didn't find them very helpful, or I didn't get very far with it. And it used to really, like, how can I say this nicely? It used to really piss me off that there was these organisations that you know, we're out there claiming to 
to help. And I'm sure they did help some people. But for people like me, it wasn't working. And I couldn't understand why products couldn't be more up to date. I couldn't understand why more of their services couldn't be online. I couldn't understand why they couldn't send me an advisor who was like I was. Like it seemed so simple to me. And so I started collecting data because I am that geek. (laughs) If you give me half an hour, I'll create a survey and I will distribute it to my friends and I will wield that survey with power. So (laughs) I started sending my little type form survey around to any female business owner I could find. And within a couple of short weeks, I had over 400 responses to that survey. And I knew in that moment that I was onto something like I'd hit upon a problem and I knew it wasn't just me and that was like the best feeling in the world because I knew it wasn't it wasn't me you know there was a bigger problem and when there's a bigger problem you know you can do something about it you have the potential to do something about it so from that survey I started sending out my findings and my recommendations recommendations from my box bedroom we didn't call them that but that's what they were because that's where I used to work the corner of my box bedroom in my house in South Wales (laughs) from that box bedroom I sent out my recommendations to some very fancy organizations um, and the government and uh, a lot of people you know had a little call with me and they nodded and smiled when I talked about mums in business but no one really seemed to want to change anything Um, they weren't going to implement anything that I'd recommended, you know, they kind of celebrated that I'd managed to get so many people interested in it. And they said, you know, there's loads of support out there. You just have to access it. And I took a big deep sigh and I went back home to my house. And one night sitting at the dining room table, I said to myself, Kerry, this is the actual conversation I had, Kerry, You can either carry on getting really bloody annoyed that nobody wants to do anything about this or option B, you have to do something about it yourself. And that night I set up a Facebook page for a business called Business Mother Club. And I went on my Facebook profile and I told people what I was doing. And I decided that I was going to build a business accelerator for parents. I was going to build it myself. And it was going to be all online. It was going to be up to date and it was going to be relevant. And I was going to build this community of mums. Looking back at it now, I'm a bit like, Carrie, you had no friggin' idea what you were doing. But I still think that's where all the best ideas come from. So I set out my stall or my Facebook page. And I did go on to build that accelerator um, and grow that community. And that is where I am today. So from that point, I decided that I needed some money to help me build out a business accelerator because I had no idea how you actually did that. And so I ran a 28 day crowdfunder profile to raise money to um, build out the minimum viable product, the MVP that became our accelerator. The crowdfunder was successful. We were awarded the funds and I set about building the business due to a legal letter landing on my doorstep, we had to change the name um, and it became Mubo. Mubo is a non-profit social enterprise, which was really important for me because 
I wanted everyone who became part of our community to know that this wasn't a business that was just created in order to line my own pockets and ensure that I profited from it. Um, we pay me a wage, obviously. Fantastic. I highly recommend you all have a wage from your business. But all the profits that we make as a social enterprise come back into our business so that they benefit our community. And hopefully in the future, we can go on to award grants and um, support mums with the kind of small pot financial needs that they need to start their business. But I'm digressing. We launched our website. We launched our accelerator and the business has grown from there, even with COVID hitting. In fact, I think COVID hitting actually gave us more work because suddenly instead of just talking to women who wanted to start a business, we were talking to women who were existing business owners who really needed help and support to get through the pandemic, find information about, you know, what what help and support they could get through that time. And a lot of them had to pivot. A lot of them had to start something new, um, including me. So it has been a crazy, crazy few years. But I'm so proud of Mubo. I knew when I had the original idea for Mubo that it was different from anything that I had ever done before. And I have had a lot of ideas. Okay, a lot. I'm an ideas kind of gal. But I knew that Mubo was the one. And uh, there is this energy around about Mubo. And you might have this for your own business. But when I have always talked about Mubo or talked about the product or talked about what I wanted to do, I have like a different energy inside. Like I get filled up with the most excited energy. And I've always felt like for a few years, all the work I was doing was just pushing a boulder to the top of the hill. And then I got the idea from for Mubo and it was like I released it and just let it fly. And I've been chasing after Mubo ever since. And it almost has a life and power of its own. And I absolutely love it. Um, we have gone on to work with some amazing corporate partners all across the UK who really believe in our mission to help more mums start and grow businesses. We have worked with national government. We have worked with local authorities. We have on average trained 400 women a year through our startup courses. I have gone on to mentor and join the boards of other female-owned businesses. And it's just been this huge adventure that started in, in that problem, I suppose. And deciding that even though I knew nothing about it I was going to be the person who was going to step in and take action in an area where I didn't think other people were taking much action I hope some of that made sense but you know some of that might resonate with you because maybe you are at the idea stage with your business and you might be wondering whether it's the right thing for you to do, whether it's risky, you know, your mum, your dad, your friend, your Aunt Teresa, you know, your godmother might have told you, you know, oh, having a business, not the safest idea, post pandemic, no sick pay and all that kind of stuff. And I know that those thoughts weigh really heavy because they used to weigh really heavy on me. Maybe you're not part of an entrepreneurial community. You don't know tons of business owners. and That's totally fine. So you haven't seen, you know, what is possible. 
you might be looking at communities online and they're really glossy. <laughs> Everyone's talking about like seven figure launches and making millions and all this kind of stuff and Instagram posing. And you might be thinking, geez, I can barely like shower and brush my teeth before 11 o'clock because the kids are crazy. And you might feel like you don't fit there as well. And so I suppose that's one of the reasons why Mubo exists, but also why I want to do this podcast is because I don't believe that you have to be perfect in order to create a strong and profitable business. I'm not perfect. I'm a woman walking around a field with her phone attempting to create a podcast, picking up loads of feedback on her AirPods, but we're going to do it anyway. Uh, you don't have to be perfectly knowledgeable. That might be something that, you, that you're coming up against. You might think, you know, do I know enough? I'm not an expert. I'm not experienced enough. I don't have the right qualifications. Well, neither did I, friend. Neither did I. <laughs> okay. I had had a career in business development before that, that kind of let me know some of the language that I leaned into when I started building out my business. But my only experience of a business accelerator was the fact that I joined a free one that was being run by my bank. And I thought I could do that and I could probably do it better. There were times when I thought, Kerry, you have no, no place doing this. Like you don't have any special skills. You didn't even pass GCSE math the first time. Like who the hell do you think you are? And who the hell do you think you are is something that comes up a lot for me. I often think, you know, are people thinking about me? Who the hell does she think she is? Because I'm often walking into spaces where I don't know everything. But guess what? I don't claim to know everything. And that's fine. What I do know is that people like me needed something differently. And no one else was building it. So I just set out to do that, maybe imperfectly. But those imperfect steps got me to where I am today. And and actually, the secret about business is that you don't have to know everything about your business. At some point, you can bring people on board who know a lot more than you do. And that's like a really good idea. That makes for a really good business. So some of that might have resonated with you. You might be here because your business is established. You might be here because you're trying to grow it, but you're shattered because the kids never sleep or you're working in school hours. I feel you. <laughs> I do all those things too. And I hope that if you have listened to this and any of it has made sense to you or resonated with you, then I hope you keep listening. You can follow us on social. We do a lot of stuff over on Instagram, but also on Facebook. You can find us at wearemubo.com. And we're going to be updating this podcast weekly. I'd love to tell you that I knew what it was all going to be about, but I don't. But I'm taking imperfect action anyway. I hope that in this podcast, I can share with you some of my journey that I have learned from building out multiple businesses. Um, some of my experience in growing businesses. Um, so pre, pre having my own businesses when I worked in business development, the area that I worked in was very much business growth and profitability. So I have done a lot of work around growth business strategy um, and diversifying income streams, particularly with 
online businesses and online marketing. And I'm a qualified business coach. I do a lot of work with um, mindset and confidence, particularly with female entrepreneurs. I do a lot of teaching for other organisations. So I'm going to bring all of that to the podcast and probably a bit more because I'll probably be also telling you about the good, the bad, the ugly bits because I do not sugarcoat anything. And hopefully I'll be bringing some lovely guests on as well because I've got some amazing, amazing friends that I've met on this journey who I would love to share with you. So thank you for listening to this podcast. It would make my day if you could tell a friend about it, tell me you've listened to it, maybe screenshot it and share it on social media. Let me know that I'm not recording these just for myself. And I will be back next week when I'll be walking around the field again and sharing more hints, tips and inspiration to help you grow a brilliant business because you really, really deserve to. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Mubo podcast. If you liked this episode, then please consider rating and reviewing our show. It helps us get seen by more people and we'd really appreciate it. Also, we'd love you to share that you've listened to our podcast on social media. So just screenshot your phone and tag us in your post over on Instagram. We are at we are Mubo. I'll see you next week.